love you so much. And in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Paris and worship team. Usually I pray at the beginning, but it would feel weird to do that since we just prayed. So instead, just know, Holy Spirit, we know that you are in this place. As Jesus enters Jerusalem to celebrate Passover with his disciples, Jesus faces two groups of people. The first group he faces spreads their clothing down on the ground. They spread palm branches out on the road. They walk in front of and behind of Jesus shouting, Hosanna in the highest. Hosanna to the Son of God. Blessings to the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna. This group of people are presumed to be Jesus' followers, those who have traveled with him and his disciples on this journey into the city. These are people who have listened to Jesus' teachings. They're people who have seen his miracles. They've been moved by these big acts of healing that they've seen Jesus do. That's this crowd that travels into the city. Then there's a second group of people. In Matthew's version of this story, of the Palm Sunday story, Haley read to us earlier, I'm going to highlight just a few of those verses, verses 10 and 11. Matthew says, and when Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred up. Who is this? They asked. The crowds answered, it's the prophet Jesus from Nazareth in Galilee. The city the residents. That's this second crowd that Jesus faces as he enters the city. The people, they hear all this other crowd hooping and hollering, and they want to know more. They want to know what's happening, that all this noise, all this ruckus is happening. And they look over at the crowd. They see messy travelers who have come from a far distance, and then there, in the middle of all the ruckus, is Jesus, high above everyone else. People are shouting Hosanna to him. And the residents in the city ask this question, who is this? Who is this? I'll never forget the first time I saw him this large, transparent-like blue person. I was watching the Disney classic Aladdin for the very first time, and Aladdin is trapped in this tunnel under the sand in the desert, and Abu, his monkey, of course, hands him this golden lamp that Aladdin rubs trying to read the inscription on it. His rubbing leads to the appearance of the genie. The genie is, of course, voiced by the late Robin Williams, and I was mesmerized by this character. I'm honestly still mesmerized by this character. The genie seemed larger than life. Right from the beginning of his introduction, Robin Williams gives us an overwhelming amount of impersonations and funny voices. He demonstrates how this being can be both powerful and still really hilarious. 
As I watched the genie, I found myself drawn to him. I wanted to know more about his background. I wanted to witness more of those great impersonations. I was in awe of this character in a way that was kind of hard to articulate. There was mystery and comfort, fear and awe. I wanted to know and see more of this large blue fictional genie. I found myself chuckling and asking, who is this guy? Who is this? For these two groups of people, Jesus' followers and then the residents of the city, the question of who Jesus is isn't an answer that isn't easily answered for them. Now, the followers do technically answer them. They tell the residents, it's the prophet, Jesus, from Nazareth and Galilee. But for the followers of Jesus, this answer isn't the entire story. When they're asked, who is this? The followers don't talk about Jesus' radical teachings they don't share stories right then of miracles and healings. They don't speak to why they, they themselves are so drawn to Jesus. They don't talk about why they believe Jesus can save them, why they're yelling Hosanna in the first place. I wonder if this question that's asked of them pushes them to examine who they believe Jesus to be. Who is this person who knows to tell the disciples that once they enter the city, they'll find these animals? Who is this person who teaches, who heals, who performs miracles? Who is this? And for the residents of the city, I assume the disciples' answer of the prophet Jesus from Nazareth and Galilee doesn't really scratch their itch. They want to know who this person is who has crowds of people following him. They don't just want his name and where he comes from. They want to know what all the excitement's about. They're in Jerusalem, the epicenter of the Jewish faith. They're familiar with drama and high stakes. What makes this guy different? Who is this person who comes in the name of the Lord? Who is this? This is the question for each of us today too. As we embark on Holy Week, as we remember and lean into both the pain and the joy of the Lenten season giving way to Easter, who do we believe Jesus is? Throughout my life, Jesus has taken on a number of different forms. When I was younger, I saw Jesus as someone who was always by my side, kind of like that hymn, oh, he walks with me and he talks with me. Okay, my grandfather would be disappointed in my singing there. I saw Jesus as a companion, a friend, a constant, a reliable element in this ever-changing world when there were broken relationships and questions of where I fit in, my relationship with Christ provided me safety. It provided me confidence. And as I've gotten older, Jesus continues to be that companion. And I've also noticed that I look to Jesus to see how to treat other people. 
I am truly inspired by the relationships Jesus builds with those on the margins. I am moved by the patience he has, especially when faced with people who are trying to test him at every corner. I admire how Jesus honors the ancient teachings of scripture and still he pushes back and he enhances them to make them relevant and alive. Jesus is uncompromising and he is compassionate. He meets people right where they are and he transforms their lives. Jesus offers grace upon grace to all people. Jesus didn't just do that in scripture. I believe Jesus does that today. That is who Jesus is to me. We can't make it to Easter without considering the enormous impact Jesus' life has had on all of the people around him and the lasting impact it still has on each of us today. As Holy Week progresses, we'll see one of these crowds flee and run the other way. And we'll see this other crowd demand for death. But for now, I encourage us to look inward. We must ask ourselves, who is this? What does the life of Jesus mean for each of us? How does it shape who we are and how we interact with others? Who is this? This week is the perfect opportunity for us to find moments to be introspective and to really consider who Jesus is and who are we because of Jesus. Amen.